Hello and welcome to my first ever podcast. Today we're just going to be talking about a very well-known case that happened in early 2020 and that is the Breonna Taylor case. We're going to be going over all the facts, all the details, and everything that I've learned throughout studying this case and studying what happened. So what I've actually come to realize is that a lot of the information out there, it's not necessarily false, but it's not necessarily the full truth in my opinion and from what I've learned through other sources. So let's just get started. Okay, so to start off with just the simple facts and the simple details Brianna Taylor, the victim in this whole um, incident, was 26 years old, and she was an emergency medical worker. Um, she was shot five times by police officers after they entered her home during a drug investigation on March 13th, around... It was around like 1 a.m. I think the exact time was about 12.40 a.m. So this piece of information that I'm about to tell you is actually really important and something that I found towards the end of my research about this case. So police actually obtained warrants for various locations linked to someone named Jamarcus Glover. Glover, Glover. I'm going to go with Glover, Glover. I don't know. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyways, he's an alleged crack cocaine dealer. Um, you know, super stand-up kind of guy. Uh, anyways, that was not good. Um, let's just scratch that. Okay, keep going. Anyways, so he was actually obtained when they went to conduct this warrant, and the police officers knew that, so... They weren't looking for him. They were looking for evidence relating to him. And they they knew that Taylor was probably going to be alone. Or that's at least what they thought. So Taylor actually did live with her younger sister in that apartment. Um, and law enforcement believed that Glover... Glover? I don't know. Glover, Glover, was using Taylor's place as his current address and had been receiving mail packages there. So that is the reason that they went to conduct a search warrant. And there were no drugs found at the house, which actually is irrelevant. And it's not the officer's fault that there were not drugs found at the house, um, which is true. It's not the officer's fault um, that drugs were not found at the house because a judge signed the warrant agreeing that there was sufficient evidence to search the residence. So it's not on the police. That needs to be kind of set straight. Um, but like I said, he was Glover was already in custody. Um, so the warrant was for evidence. It was for evidence and that's it. Um, so at the time, 
Taylor and Walker were in bed when the police knocked and announced themselves. Let's go back. The police knocked and announced themselves everywhere. It's saying that, you know, the police conducted a no-search warrant or a no-knock warrant. They didn't knock. They just immediately knocked on the door, went to the house without any warning, without any announcement. But that is not true. The police did knock, and they did announce themselves. They wanted to give Taylor enough time to come to the door because they did think she was alone, and that is true that they did knock and announce themselves again. Anyways, so they walked down the hallway, like, towards the door, and Walker, the boyfriend, believed that they were intruders, so he did have a gun um, in his hand at the time, and he shot one of the officers, Mattingly, in the leg, um, and it actually severed. Okay, so I actually got cut off there. I don't know why, but back to what I was saying, when Walker shot Mattingly in the leg, it severed a femoral artery, which can actually be very deadly. But once Walker shot at the police or shot a warning shot, um, there's speculation as to what exactly Walker's shot was. But once he shot the police, the police shot back. And that's because it's simply what they're trained to do. And nine times out of ten, if someone shoots at you, you're going to shoot back. However, where conflict arises, where speculation arises is that every shot those officers made every round they put off has to be justified with evidence and reasoning behind those shots and that's when it comes into play were those shots justified were was there reasoning behind those shots so that's what we're going to talk about right now so Mattingly and Cosgrove were actually not charged Despite FBI ballistic evidence that showed Cosgrove actually was the one who um, his shot killed Breonna Taylor, um, but based on evidence, Walker did fire first, and so Mattingly and Cosgrove, they weren't charged because it was justified in use of force so their use of force was justified however Hankinson the third police officer fired blindly for 10 rounds and was charged for three counts of waiting endangerment waiting I'm pretty sure it's waiting endangerment um so Hankinson was charged, and he um, was the only officer that was charged with any sort of um, charge, but I personally do believe that, you know, Holy crap, that was loud. Sorry, um, back to what I was saying. I personally do believe that 
what happened to Brianna Taylor was truly a tragedy and it should have never happened. Um, however, the facts do show that there were shots fired and those shots went through another person person's apartment. So, you know, these officers, whether it was both of them, whether it was just Hank and Sim, they were firing pretty recklessly. Um, you know, they could have, a stray bullet could have hit someone else in another apartment, you know. Um, five stray bullets did hit Breonna Taylor, and that is the reality of it. Now, many people believe that, you know, these officers were doing this out of racial conflict and because they were black. But put yourself in that situation. Put yourself in a situation where you're going into an unknown territory and right when you get into that situation, a shot is fired. You're going to be scared, you're going to be frightened, and even police officers mess up and, you know, do the wrong thing sometimes. Now, do I think that they should have fired back? Well, yes, that, that's their job. If they're fired at, then their job is to fire back at that person. But should they have fired back as many bullets, as many rounds as they did? Absolutely not. Um, however, I don't think that all the facts are out about what actually happened that night, and I don't think the facts will be out for a really long time because it's kind of, it's hard. It's hard to determine whether it's just hard. It's hard in overall just to determine what really happened that night and in my opinion, which, you know, I think this is true. You know, there's three sides to every story. Like, you've heard a ton of people say, and in this case, it's Walker, the officers, and the truth. And I personally just don't believe that the truth has been fully identified. However, I do believe that there are enough facts to... prosecute those that were wrong and justify those who were wronged. So that is about all I have on the Breonna Taylor case. Um, I just wanted to give out as many facts and as many details as I've learned over the past week or so. Um, Again, the Breonna Taylor case was a true tragedy, and it just, it really, it is a really sad tragedy, um, but looking at the details and facts of every case is really important, and I'm glad that I was able to do that. 
through this case. So thank you for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed my first podcast. It might have been kind of rough, but we got through it. So anyways, have a good day. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.